This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marsha Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. morning. This is Marshall Davis. Life is suffering. That is the first noble truth of the Buddha and the first sentence of psychiatrist Scott Peck's classic book, The Road Less Traveled. He phrased it as life is difficult. Much of the suffering and difficulty in life comes from our personal relationships with people. They disturb our peace of mind sometimes and keep us awake at night sometimes. I experienced that recently when a friend broke off our friendship due to my religious and political views. I'm not alone in experiencing this. Jesus warned us that this is the consequence of being his disciple. Jesus said, do not assume that I've come to bring peace to the earth. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a father against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A person's enemies will be the members of his own household. We are divided as a nation right now, politically. And when we bring religion into the mix, it can be even more volatile. You might have noticed an example of that in the comment section of my last YouTube video in which I was trolled by a white supremacist in Australia. He posted 13 comments on my video, all of them vitriolic, before I blocked him from posting anymore. Actually, those comments really didn't bother me very much because I don't know the guy. Plus, he's on the other side of the globe, so I did not feel physically threatened. I could just write him off as a crazy. The same with Facebook friends that you don't really know. What hurts is when our personal relationships with people that we care about are damaged. Friends and family. At such times, we look to spirituality to help us understand and address our feelings and our thoughts, and that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode today. What does non-duality have to say to this? Our first thought might be that something is, is wrong with us when we feel these emotions arising. We think that we shouldn't be feeling this way, that, that if we were really spiritual, you know, if we were dwelling in unitive awareness, then we would not have emotional pain and suffering. After all, that's why a lot of people get into the spiritual search, including Gautama Siddhartha, it seems. People are often driven to the spiritual life to, to find relief from pain and suffering in their lives. But that is a misunderstanding of what non-dual awareness is. It is not some type of permanent psychological state in which one is exempt from the vicissitudes of life, including 
physical pain and emotional suffering. Non-dual awareness is ceasing to identify with the psyche that is experiencing the pain and the suffering. The emotions are still there, but their scene is not really ours. By that I mean they're not happening to what we really are. We still feel them, but we feel them in a different way in the sense that we share the emotions of a character that we are reading about in a novel or that we are watching in a movie. We still feel the emotions. We might be moved to tears sometimes when we're reading a book or we're watching a movie or something like that. You know, We're not callous or heartless or indifferent, but neither do emotions overwhelm us or threaten us at the core of our being. Non-dual awareness takes the sting out of suffering. In this way, you could say that unitive awareness is the cure for suffering. I think that's what the Buddha was talking about in his Four Noble Truths. Unitive awareness is not an emotionless state of endless bliss. It is experiencing the emotional states of our brains and our bodies without being captive to them. It is actually very natural. After all, we don't really have control over our emotions anyway, do we? You think about it. They just happen. We all know this firsthand. We do not choose to be angry or to be sad or to be fearful or to be hurt or to be depressed, or anything else. Those emotions just come. I mean, if we could control them, there wouldn't be any problem. They simply arise in the body as the brain produces chemicals that prompt physical symptoms. Unitive awareness is not identifying with the self that seems to be suffering from these emotions. It's seeing the larger picture, the, the bigger context. We are not the character that is experiencing and expressing these emotions. We are the awareness in which this character and the emotions appear. From that perspective, everything is all right just the way it is. We can accept everything just the way it is without feeling that we have to fix it in order to stop the suffering. What is happening to the character does not threaten what we really are. Therefore, we do not take it as seriously anymore. In a certain sense, you could say that we enjoy the ride of the emotion, just like you enjoy the ride of a roller coaster or, or a thriller novel or film. Non-dual awareness is not a state of constant tranquility. It's not a fix for every relationship so that everything is in life is 
perfectly harmonious. We could not do that even if we wanted to. We don't even have control over our own emotional states. How could we possibly have control over others? So, what do we do when we find painful emotions arising? Simply experience the feelings without pushing them away. Accept them. Embrace them for what they are, which is really physical sensations that are arising in the body. That's all they really are. The same with thoughts that accompany these emotions. They're just ideas in the mind. Embrace them as visitors to your mind. No need to understand them completely, no need to judge them, no need to, to resist them or stop them or fix them. Trying to resist emotions simply gives them more power. It feeds them energy so they become stronger and they, they keep on going. Instead, all we need to do is let them be and experience them just as they are. Let them come and let them go. Now, this is a very different response than what people normally do. Normally, we try to identify the problem and then we think about it, sometimes obsessively, and try to resolve it all in an effort to stop the pain. But in doing that, we are continually reliving what prompted these emotions. And we are reliving the painful emotions over and over again. And every time we do, we increase the duration of them. And we really increase the, the harm that they're doing to our psyches and to our bodies. We rehearse scenarios in our minds. We imagine what we could have said or we we should have said or we ought to say in the future. In so doing, we, we dwell on the past or we dwell in the future, which don't really exist except in our mind. All this does is increase the pain and the suffering. The mind, you could say, is a suffering-producing machine. And too often we allow our minds to torture us in this way. This is how neuroses develop. And then we have to see a therapist who will try to get us once again to relive those events and relive all those painful emotions so it's a never-ending cycle. I think this is really where the idea of reincarnation comes from. Reincarnation is not something to accept literally. It really is a myth. We have to realize that. It's symbolic. I mean, what is there to be reincarnated? There is no such entity. It is an illusion. That, what I'm talking about here, was the original teaching of the Buddha, who rejected all of the philosophy and the mythology of his Indian background. He was really a spiritual radical. But it feels like when we are going through these things over and over again that we are living a thousand lifetimes. 
and we, we rehearse every painful moment over and over again to try to get it right. I think that's where this idea came from. The solution to endless suffering is to treat emotions, our inner environment, you might call it, the same way we would treat things in our outer environment. We treat them the way we would treat the weather. Emotions are our internal weather, after all. No, we don't take it personally when a snowstorm comes through, or a thunderstorm, or when there's a heat wave or a drought, or when we go outside and the mosquitoes or the black flies attack us, like, like it does in New Hampshire in the summertime, or in the, in the spring. No, we don't think that the bugs are out to get us, personally. We don't think God is out to get us. At least I hope not. I mean, people used to think that, that everything that happened was God doing it to them, and that's where, what we find in the book of Job, for example. If you think that God is out to get you and everything that happens, then you've got bigger problems than we can deal with here. When the external environment is painful, I don't nourish a lingering anger toward the cold front that's coming through or toward the bugs that swarm me. I deal with the situation the best that I can and I let it move on. You know, weather comes and weather goes. Feelings come and feelings go. Let them come and let them go. Now we might resolve to be better prepared the next time by wearing better clothing or applying bug repellent. And I might decide to avoid a particularly harmful person in the future, much like I would avoid an icy spot on the sidewalk, but that's all. I would certainly avoid emotionally, psychologically abusive or physically abusive people, like I would avoid getting too close to uh, to an angry dog somewhere on, on my neighborhood. But generally speaking, the way to be free of suffering is simply to be present to it. Be grateful for the full range of emotions and not afraid of them. See them as teachers rather than as enemies. Do not seek to escape from the suffering, but to learn from the suffering. I think that is the profound truth at the heart of the cross of Jesus. Jesus did not seek to escape it, even though that thought did pass through his mind, we're told in the Garden of Gethsemane. But ultimately, he embraced it. And Christians say that this is salvation. We don't have to fix our lives. All we have to do is show up. Woody Allen famously said that 80% of life is showing up. I would say that it's 100% of the spiritual life. All we have to do is show up. When we are consciously present to the drama of life, then we will know in the moment what, if anything, that we need, we need to do in order to address relationships. And we can act then without fear of maybe getting it wrong. This is unitive awareness. It's not meditating on a cushion until there are no painful thoughts or feelings, but only bliss, only joy.
it is welcoming all feelings and all emotions like we would welcome a snowstorm or a bright sunny day. Jesus said that God sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. It's all a matter of whether we accept it or we bemoan it. When we live in unitive awareness, then life is much lighter. And most suffering just drops away by itself. What is left is easier to bear. Again, that's what Jesus meant when he said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It takes a lot of work and time and worry to maintain suffering in our minds and bodies. And there's no need to do it. Just let it be. That's it for today. Grace and peace. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.